three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. And welcome, and it is episode number 138, I think, of Jobbing Out. Pretty I'm sure. We should, yeah, ju- we should just start throwing out random numbers. This is number 271. Armbar! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, he is... The main event. Vent. 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 I'm not saying anything until you do the do the stupid thing. Do it again. Do it again, Dick. Say it again. <laughs> I'm done. It's AJ Francis from Washington Redskins. Um, uh, Merry Christmas, boys. Uh, Aaron, of course, uh, pretends to be Jewish, so uh, I hope you had a wonderful Hanukkah. I'm sure, as a uh, recently discovered Jew, you 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 spent uh, the entire Festival of Lights participating in all of the traditions of Absolutely. Hanukkah. Absolutely. Hey, I, I did the dreidel. I lit the menorah. I, I gave uh, presents to my kid, even though she's not a Jew at all. She gets she's she's lucky since I'm a Jew. She gets the Hanukkah and the Christmas presents. That is a win. So that that's definitely a win for her. So in addition to you know doing all the Hanukkah stuff, I have to go home after this episode and and move the stupid elf on a shelf around. And uh, I have one of those in front of my apartment. There's like a little ledge on my apartment in Ashburn. There's like a little ledge next to the door where people like decorate for Halloween and all types of stupid shit. Like, but like, uh, for, for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, no, but I mean, literally for other shit too. Like people decorated for Thanksgiving. That's not even a thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, (laughs) shitting on all these wonderful things. (laughs) No, decorating for Thanksgiving is not a thing. Not that Thanksgiving is the best thing. Well, it should be. It should. Be. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, but the, the elf is... on the shelf, I move them around, and the the little the little kids that walk through are always surprised. Oh, well, that's nice. But I was going to say, when you eventually have a kid, don't do the elf on a shelf. It sucks. Oh, uh, I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah. but you got you got to probably re- do it with all my pops. You, you got to remember it every <laughs> single night. That's the thing. I don't. I, we don't care. We we had it, so he doesn't really give a shit. He's yeah. like. Found me up on a shelf. I'm like, it's the exact same place it's been for the last four days, pal. <laughs> Kids are dumb. See, you're thinking about it too hard, Eric. No, see, my Dude. kid actually uh, yeah, will, will care about it. <laughs> All right. Um, so a lot to talk about this week. There couldn't be more going on in the world of pro wrestling. We will recap our picks from uh, Clash of Champions uh, coming up in segment number two. But in segment one, number one, the big story of the week, of course, is... Rusev Day. Oh, no, actually. I mean, that is the big news. (laughs) I mean, is it not? (laughs) It always is. It always is. Uh, No, the big story this week, of course, being that uh, after uh, we've speculated about it for some time, the same way we've speculated about all the other potential things they could do with the women's division, we do finally have confirmation this week that there will be a women's Royal Rumble match this year for the first time ever. We have very little details to this point. I'm thinking uh, 20. I think there's just going to be a bunch of, like, you know, the former women will come in. They'll do the full 30 because you can have oh, true. 
You can I I, right that. now active on the roster, including the champions, which they haven't even said this is for a title shot. So hypothetically, and you know, Alexa looked all excited when they announced it. So hypothetically, they could include the champions if they really want to. There's 21 active. Plus, there's like Nikki Bella, who's not active, but you can, you know, she could be in it if she really yes. wants to. Which means there's. I, I expect Nikki Bella. I was going to say, so, so let's say there's 22. <laughs> you can find eight people, whether it's from NXT, whether yeah. it's a uh, 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 Tori Wilson or a Trish yeah. Stratus or, you know, a how Kelly do you, Kelly. How do you keep out the iconic duo? That's right. Exactly. All of them. You, you put them in it. I think you can get to 30. Well, and you you also have other women that were involved with, say, the uh, the May Young Classic. Correct. Just, yeah. yeah. Kyrie right. Sane flops right into place. Well, and they don't even have to be on NXT. Ronda Rousey. Rousey, potentially. And it would be, if you're trying to do Ronda Rousey, Charlotte, it would be a a great way to have Ronda Rousey get involved, not have to put on a great technical wrestling match. And eliminate Charlotte? <sighs> Being involved, I think that it would allow her to become the number one contender for WrestleMania to face Charlotte. You could get there without yeah. having to have her put on a great technical wrestling match and buy yourself a few more months before she would have to do that. I, I think it would be, if you're going to do this, I think it would be inherently wrong to separate it somehow and to not make it for a number one contendership at WrestleMania. That's that's. That's why we care so much about yeah, the I, I think you could do it in a way where this is for the number one contendership, but the champions can... Like, we've seen if this the a little bit. If the champ, champ wins, if the champ wins he, they pick their opponent. Yeah, something like that. Okay, but If also, you really wanted to. Because otherwise you have to put them in matches, which takes more women away from yeah, it. because then that's at least two women that... I mean, they that, not necessarily. They could still do the women before it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like... Like they, and then have them in the in the Royal you, Rumble. You could do it. There's something that says you can't. But my, what was that, Glenn? There have been plenty of performers who have competed in a match right. at the Royal Rumble and have also been in the Royal Rumble. It happens right. every right. year. Right. It's not. Like, it's I mean, not the, the only um, thing that is a little bit different to me is I expect this to open the show because I think they want. I could see that. I, I think they want as much time between the women's and the men. So it would be weird if I think it goes on. I think it either opens the show or goes on directly before. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do back to back Royal Rumble. I absolutely would. There's no one that's ever watched the Royal Rumble and said, give me less of that. Yeah, I don't I don't know why that would be a problem. I, I think like, I think, you know, just because, you know, for the same reason you don't have the same type of match back to back. You want there to be some differentiation. I think they want them. If if I was scripting out the show, I would put it if not as far away, like right off the bat, maybe at eight o'clock or something versus ten o'clock. I would have a considerable buffer between the two Royal Rumbles. Um all right, agree to disagree. Um, I, I don't think that's significant at all. I, I think that people love the effing Royal Rumble. I there think it is. The- I mean, like, I, I, this is the notion that more Royal Rumble is bad is... is like, crazy. no one really complained that... Like, no one said, hey, when they had 40, that was too many guys. It was more just like, oh, that was a long match, but it was cool. Well, I, I mean, if you complained, it was just because, why are all of these people in the Rumble when you had 40 guys and half of them were just filler? But, you know, that's a different story altogether. That's just right. bitching to bitch, but yes. Yeah, I don't remember anybody complaining about the Royal Rumble when it had 40 people in it. I mean, I remember people complaining. I remember they were complaining that Santino Morello was in the final two of that Royal Rumble. All right, I mean, there are plenty of complaints, but I don't remember anybody complaining about the number of people that were in the Royal Rumble. I don't think anybody has a problem with more Royal Rumble. More Royal Rumble is good. It's like uh, ice cream. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I, I might be lactose intolerant, so I, I'm going to have to agree to disagree here. I'm not Royal Rumble. Just because your body can't take it doesn't mean it doesn't taste R- amazing. Rumble, Rumble intolerant? Yeah, right. I'm, I mean, I'm starting to think that you are, Aaron, because we got to separate them. Boy, we can't <laughs> hey, have too I, much Rumble. I want it to be separate, but separate, equal. Separate, but equal. equal. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Great. Um, and the other thing, too, is that you don't have to have women's championship matches that night. Like, you don't True. have to do that. Um, there's, there's plenty of, right, I think but I would, if you don't have the women's championship matches, I don't want presumably Alexa and Charlotte off the pay-per-view altogether. Well, I think you would have them involved in yeah, some way. Just sit around ringside. If I yeah, guess. Come on the broadcast or something. You would do something with them. You wouldn't just have them not be there, but you're saying that the Royal Rumble match supersedes a championship match. I think the mistake, again, the reason why we love the Royal Rumble isn't just because it's any old battle royale. It's a battle royale for the most important thing that you can possibly have. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and so to not do that, um, for the for, now, maybe if you want to say you could argue, you could do what they did uh, with Roman. You could put the the title on well, the line. I, I wasn't even saying put. I was saying you know, like AJ said, you have them enter it. If they win, they get to pick their opponent or whatever. You know, that whatever. would be crazy because then sh- that's an easy way. Okay. First of all, that makes a lot of sense if you really think about it. Because um, if there's anybody that they're going to want to be the person that wins the first Royal Rumble, the top of that list, she might not win, but the top of that list is Charlotte. Right, I was going to say, Charlotte would <laughs> want to be involved in this match because, you know, they're billing it as so historic, this is so important, this supersedes all storylines and everything. If this Charlotte is, is Rumble, in, if Charlotte is included in, in that it. match and she wins, that is an easy way for her to pick Ronda Rousey to be her opponent at WrestleMania. But remember, they did the same thing with Money in the Bank, and they didn't feel the need to put the champions in the match then. Money in the Bank was the most historic thing the women had ever done at that point, and there was no need for the champions to suddenly say, well, we have to be a part of this now, too. You're right. There is no need for you to do it that way. But the the Royal Rumble is different. That's a different thing completely. It's different. I agree with that. It's 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 its own beast because of how important it is. Okay, but Money in the Bank is the second most important thing now that happens all year. Second I mean, most is not the most. Uh, that's fine, but it's pretty effing important, dog. Not, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're not yeah. wrong. And they didn't feel the need to put the champions in the match for that, despite the fact that they had prominent champions. I, I think the biggest thing that you want to do is try to keep it as close to the men's Royal Rumble as possible so you don't look like you're treating it as different or secondary we're gonna do the same thing that the dudes do because we're just as good as the dudes um and i think when you start saying well, we have to have everybody involved well, okay why if you're if it's the most important match all year and you're brock lesnar why wouldn't you want to be in it this year i mean i've i've always thought that it would be fun every now and then to put the champion in to try to if not to try to win it to try to throw these people out saying you know i don't want to see you i'm going to go in and make sure that you don't i think that would be a great storyline trope look i'm not saying there couldn't be an interesting way of doing it but we've already set precedent it's not despite the fact that it's but, not, but you're right you're you're right you're right however dude they literally just two years ago made it for the wwe title it wasn't for a shot at wrestlemania so it's One, like they change shit they change shit on it all the time yeah, they've done it twice that they made it for the title in the past, and yeah. and they did that, and that's fine, and that changed everything. But and then this, they, and then a couple of years, like five years before that, they made it forty people. Then the year after that, they're like, no, nah, we're back to thirty. They can they can tweak that bitch any way they want. want it, right? They want to do things self serving for them, and I'm sure they'll try to do things self serving for them because that's what they do. Like, yeah. I mean, I, but I don't. <laughs> that's the part a, you seem to be missing. No, I no, I totally <laughs> self serving. I promise you that. I'm saying for this one. 
for the first one, I think you want to try to keep it as close to the dude's Royal Rumble as possible. I get that. I think that's why Money in the Bank worked so well, is you just said, it's the same thing. You know what we're doing. We're, it's so important that we're putting the number one contender spot at WrestleMania. By the up. way, is Carmella ever going to cash in or what? I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, she has six months. She's got another six months. She hasn't even, you know, had... I guess she's now just crossed six months. So yeah, half of her time's up. Plenty of time. Plenty of time, but when is this going to happen? Well, maybe uh, one like, of them will enter the point that will enter the rumble, and then he'll, she'll cash in right there, and then that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> if that actually happened, that would be amazing. I mean, it wouldn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as she gets kicked out, she's like, "Fuck it!" Grabs the briefcase, runs over there, cashes in. And wins it during the Royal Rumble, and then the loser gets thrown out? <laughs> Why not, right? Right, I think it'd be great if she got eliminated. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Cat, like elimin- Now, I don't think she has to be eliminated by the champion. I think she could be eliminated, have the champion scoff at her, have Charlotte like sort of laugh at her. Yeah. Laugh at ringside, then you cash in, and because the Rumble's going on, they don't want it, so they make it false count anywhere, she just pins her false on the outside. False count anywhere? She just pins her on the outside, something like that. That is some ex- <laughs> We just fantasy booked the shit out of that really kind of amazing <laughs> and it also would mean that you would have charlotte involved we've solved everything there you go and then right after she loses charlotte enters ding ding uh, ding, 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 ding 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 holy hell this is actually could weird. you imagine could you imagine if okay so then in this scenario we've created okay so carmella is in the royal rumble okay she gets eliminated she gets mad because charlotte's laughing at her she cashes in on Charlotte right then and becomes false count anywhere. Somehow Carmella ends up winning, right? So then now Charlotte gets entered into the Royal Rumble. She wins the Royal yes. Rumble, and that's how you set up Charlotte Carmella for the belt at WrestleMania. I mean, this is too logical. Come on, guys. We're all of it except that I'm for Charlotte Carmella for the belt at WrestleMania. I can't give you better than that, but I'm for most of it. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyways, Women's Royal Rumble, awesome. Question for you guys: Did you were did you have any problem with the way they set it up? No, I know Glenn uh, did because all the women were in the same segment. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only problem I had with it is I I think the announcement should have been the last thing you saw on the show. I thought it was a little bit awkward when Stephanie said, "Well, if anything has ever deserved a yes chant, it's this," which sounds a little bit like Jeb Bush asking for people to clap. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> little similar to that so you're like okay like i would have preferred for her to not have said that because it again it was a little bit like you, you guys make a big <laughs> deal of it. like i mean i just it was a big deal here was here was my problem with it is you know they were all fighting this was you know they've done a really good job with the absolution invasion and making it feel like they're invading everyone hates them this is you know them trying to basically take over the women's division they're all all fighting stephanie walks in and it ends with all of them raising their hands together. You had Alicia Fox, who just got her ass kicked by Absolution, holding Mandy Rose's hand in the air. That okay. made no fucking sense. Hey, Republicans and Democrats both liked each other when we killed Osama bin Laden. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but if you can't figure out... That they were not- just beating, killing each other. They were just brawling. And there was an easy way to do it without doing the big we're hugging in the middle of the ring. If Stephanie comes out and says, you guys all want to kill each other? You guys all want to fight? I'll give you a way to fight where you can all fight against each other. The Women's Royal Rumble. Then all of a sudden we're not 
having everybody all happy-go-lucky in the middle of the ring and basically stopping the storyline there. Well, I don't, I don't think it stops the storyline. No, line. I mean, but, but in, in the moment, it did stop the storyline. In that one segment, it did. Let me talk. I'm going to do the AJ bit now. Let me talk. It didn't. It happened because it was a major fucking moment. It was something that's literally never happened before. It's groundbreaking. Um, the that's what Rolling show- Stone told me. And, that's yeah. your, and that is your employer, Eric. Well, yeah. Something <laughs> like that wouldn't supersede the issues that you have with someone. It's one thing for a, a fake competition to supersede the issues that you have. Like, I'll have that problem when we get to the mixed tag challenge and people are pretending like storylines don't exist. Well, storylines won't exist in the mixed tag. Like, that is a non-canon thing right there. <laughs> I hope that the mixed tag challenge doesn't exist because why are they putting something on Facebook when they have their own network? You hate that so much. Wow. I hate Facebook. I have never heard him hate something WWE I did this much. I hate Facebook. I don't hate WWE. I hate Facebook. What is the thing called anymore? I don't even know. The mixed match challenge, whatever the fuck it is, that pissed me off because it's nothing. The Women's Royal Rumble is a significant... Like, I was a little emotional watching it. Like, holy shit, this... And, and like, I knew it was happening because I couldn't watch Raw until Tuesday. And, like, the notion that that shouldn't supersede all of the issues that you're having backstage, whatever Absolution thought they were fighting for now changes because of the existence of a Women's Royal Rumble. They didn't have an option for them beforehand. This is so important that they should react that way. The notion that they're going to get to be a part of something that is that groundbreaking, hell yeah. I don't care who you are, who you like, who you don't like. That should be the reaction that you have. It's that significant. It's that you know, stop the world type of moment. And, and so I think you're nuts. Like, I think that thinking that it was a problem after the announcement of a women's Royal rumble, that these girls were, were changing how they were reacting and breaking out a storyline. Dude, this is, this is the biggest moment, you know, arguably outside of an individual match in female wrestling history. Correct. Which is fine. But you said right there, breaking out a storyline. I don't like, that should not be, there should be no reason to break out of storyline. That's my sh- problem right there. And, and that's just, that's me. I, I'm very touchy about that. I don't like when you. That is break, true. You, uh, you are the worst. Well, it, it's something, it's a trope I do not like in wrestling when you're breaking out of story. You don't, you don't see usually, stories. usually Glenn's on your team. So I know, now this he's, is weird. I know. Now he's but, but over, you don't but see this it, is you how I say all Star, the time. You don't see a Star Wars then breaking at the end of, by the way, guys, we just had a two mil, $200 million weekend. But I, it's just, I don't like it. It's this thing that I don't like. I'm particularly touchy about it. You're not. So no, that, no. that's the thing. All the time. I can understand. This is why it's infuriating to me what you're saying. I'm the person that says these things. Yeah, you're wrong a lot about this. But but you just said they did. You acknowledge they broke out a storyline, and in my yeah, and in my mind, there is no good reason to break out a storyline. Am, am I in, am I living in a crazy world? You just <laughs> no good reason to break out a storyline. Do you remember the part where they announced they were going to do something that has literally never happened before? I, I understand that. You think that's just supposed to be greeted with, oh, all right. No, it's supposed to be yes, but it's not supposed to be you know Alicia basically hugging the people who were just kicking her ass. Because they didn't know when they were kicking <laughs> They were kicking her ass. <laughs> hey, guess what? Glenn, now you know how I feel literally every show. Oh, my God. This is... <laughs> I like this. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. What's crazy to me is that this... Ha- like, I try to tell you all the time, storyline doesn't matter. It well, doesn't. It doesn't matter. It yeah, doesn't. You, you. 
You're the person that doesn't care about storyline at all. At all. Because I watch for the matches, which literally, if you are a grown man, should be the reason that you watch wrestling for. We're going to end up doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to move past that because we can't go in that circle again. The moral of the story being, Aaron's wrong. This is insane. Like, this is one of the nuttier things I've heard him argue for. They announced a women's Royal Rumble. Again, there is that supersedes everything. That supersedes any single thing that you had set up before then. Now, next week, you start laying the grounds for what you're going to attempt to do during the Women's Royal Rumble. Right. After- I'm, not, I'm not complaining about the Women's Royal Rumble. I just said that one segment, I thought, could have been handled a lot better. A lot better. No! It could have been a lot better if, 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 if uh, Stephanie McMahon didn't say, please clap at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. She next week, she's going to put an exclamation point at the end of her name. It should be Stephanie exclamation point. And when she realizes she has two points in the polls and she's going to lose to Donald Trump. I don't know. But there was no reason for that. The notion that these girls should have just said, yeah, we don't care about that. That's not as important as this meaningless fight we were having. I didn't say don't care about it. I just said don't ignore the fact that you're celebrating with those same people. Hey, you guys are both idiots. I mean, I I have no words. (laughs) I have no words right now, man. This is... This is my life. Glenn, I want you to know that. Yeah, this isn't exactly your life. It's pretty much my life, yes. (laughs) My God. All right. Um, So that's what happened on Raw. What what else happened on Raw? Uh, We we had Matt Matt Hardy take uh, take on Napoleon Bonaparte in a goldfish form in a chess match. That was a really good bit. I mean, the best part of the bit was at the end when the board, the chess board had moved. Like nobody, I don't know if anybody caught that, but when he when he first left the chessboard, it was like he was on the right of the table. The brown pieces were facing him. The white piece, the white pieces were facing the fish, and then he left that shot, came back, and now the brown pieces were at the back of the table, and the white pieces were at the front of the table. That was the best part of the entire bit. That's pretty funny. I mean, there there are a lot of great parts. By the way, they need there. The WWE Network is worthless if they don't create, like, an animated Matt Hardy vs. Sister Abigail across time series. Yeah, uh, it'd be pretty good. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> it's worthless that they're not putting their own content on their network. <laughs> oh, uh, says the guy who loves the fucking mixed tag challenge. I don't care at all about the mixed tag challenge. I just, I mean, that's the point, is I don't care, so I can't even be angry about it. Um, yeah, look, it was wonderful. Uh, I, I still, you know, long-term, I've had more people suggest to me that they're buying in on the idea that the best, the best way to go with Matt Hardy for WrestleMania is Roman Reigns, which is just really interesting That's... to me. Um, like, I'm not, I'm not telling you it's a bad idea because anything involving Matt Hardy is, is a good idea. Um, wait, wait, I, I haven't heard this one. What's their justification other than we the want intercontinental a big match? Title. Yeah, other than we want a big match and this feels like a big match. That is, would is be that a big the, match. I mean, it would. It would definitely be a big match. I, again, I, 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 look. One thing I've we've heard there have been multiple reports that Vince loves Broken Matt Hardy more than you would expect him to love because something. of the laugh, because of the juvenile laugh, and we know that's Vince right there. Like that, and that that I think is a little bit surprising. So maybe he does intend to give Matt Hardy a massive push, um, without that, it really being a massive push, because he's not going to be Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. No, I, I could, you know, I could see, if, if you tell me there's some sort of, like, multi-person match, Matt Hardy wins the IC t- title, and Jeff, like, we, we don't know when Jeff's coming back and what True. his role, Matt versus Jeff at Mania for the IC title, you know, Broken Matt, or Woken Matt versus Brother Nero, 
that not even brother Nero. You could just keep him. Right, well, however Jeff you Hardy, want, however yeah. you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. That, I could see that too. That would be a great match. Well, the, actually, the match might suck, but <laughs> the build would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I, I just don't. I don't see it with Roman Reigns. I'm just surprised. And again, I think I'm still confused as to what we're doing with Roman Reigns. Like, I, 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 he's in the title match. I'm still convinced of it. I, that was where we were going with Roman Reigns. Was we wanted we wanted massive, you know, fourth time main event Roman Reigns. Um, I'm pretty so, sure Braun Strowman's going over at Mania, dude. I, I've I've jumped. You should join me on this side of the fence. I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. I'd, I'll I'd believe pro- it when I see it. I'd probably prefer it. Again, I just don't understand why it is that you've done everything that you've done with Roman Reigns in the last few months to try to get him back over as a face if you're just going to then sort of say, eh, it's not all that important for us to have him be in the main the, event. The, the same reason you did all that stuff with Jinder for six months and then you had him tapping out in December, clearly. You, you had a clear reason for doing that with Jinder. You were trying well, to make but, that something work in India. Right. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know that Roman well, Reigns is drawing huge numbers in India. Well, and I, by the way, I think that's why they pulled the plug so suddenly, because they did the tour in India. The numbers did not do well. And so that was kind of the last straw for Vince. We know Vince is kind of impetuous, and I think that's part of the reason why it happened so suddenly. If we, you know, remember back when he lost the title, it really wasn't supposed to happen then. It was clearly not supposed to happen then, and it did. So, okay, so assuming that that means that Jinder Mahal's dead now, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's dead. I, I don't I think he's in the main event picture anymore. Right. Well, that's typically how it works after you've lost the title. I don't think he's but, anywhere after, near the main event picture anymore. Right. That's what I'm saying. But you think that Jinder Mahal's dead? You think that now he goes back to being a jobber? And no, I don't not believe- not a not necessarily a jobber, but like a. Uh, I would say he'd be the U.S. champ, but I don't even know what the fuck's going on with that belt. <laughs> I was going to say I was I was going to say before Dolph. I thought he was going to become Dolph Ziggler, but Dolph Ziggler's now the U.S. champ, maybe. So, but we'll get to that in the second segment. That's the point that I make. That happens to champions all the time. Guys who win championship belts all the time don't end up staying in the title. I, I, like, I, when was the last time that Dean Ambrose was involved with the main event, a championship main event? I mean, this happens all the time. I'm not. I'm just saying, but. But as of a month ago, we were thinking, man, he might carry it to Mania. Well, there were some people that thought that way. I don't know that I was ever thinking that way. But uh, this happens all the time. I'm not surprised by this. You go in a different direction because we all believe that they want to get AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura in a match against they each other. God, I hope so. God damn I hope better. so. They <laughs> better. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, the notion Shinsuke that Shinsuke Nakamura is my pick to win the Royal Rumble. I, I think it's the most logical pick right now. But, I, I I would I don't know how I haven't seen betting lines, but I would have to assume he's an overwhelming favorite. He's not the, the overwhelming favorite. He's there. He's one of three favorites right now. Okay. Well, All right. Well, so so who's the top three? Him, Cena, and Roman Reigns. The Cena. the, lo- oh the my lo- God. usual. If Cena sus- wins the fucking Royal Rumble. I swear <laughs> to God, I will riot. Can't, they can't really have either of them win the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia. By the way, it I mean be- they they already did it. Don't say they can't. <laughs> yeah, and that's a really, really bad idea for everything. That I, I agree, but again, uh, if, if you're putting betting lines, you can't have Roman I or mean, we ne- Literally none of us would have even considered Randy Orton as an option last year. Oh, I know, I know. Speaking of which, by the way, what's ha- how's Bray Wyatt done since he's been the champion? I mean, this is, this is why you're thinking about Jinder Mahal is so silly. This happens all the time with guys that drop the belt. They they take a step or two back because you can only have and one. And we, we constantly compl- we're constantly baffled by why they don't get the Bray Wyatt character and why they, you know, don't push him hard enough. So I'm just I'm just saying it suddenly my point was it suddenly happened with Jinder Mahal. I was you know, we were, we were wondering I'm convinced by the way that what Aaron's doing right now is he's trying to somehow make it seem I like I wasn't he was going right I wasn't going Jinder to bring that up. Now I could if I really want not. Yeah. 
That's what he's doing right now. Is he's trying to make it seem like I told you Jinder Mahal was going to ruin the we, WWE. We did forty-five why, minutes about but, why it happened so suddenly that he dropped the belt. I'm just saying Vince is impetuous. That's what, my point here. Is that anything can change his mind? Going back to the Roman Reigns, whether or not he's in the title, if Vince suddenly decided, woke up one day and said, "You know what? I, I, I I'm done. I'm done with Roman Reigns." It's Vince. It's possible that it can happen. Okay. Roman, right. How long did Jinder Mahal hold the title, though? Five months, something like that. Yeah. How are, how were ratings during that time, Aaron? <laughs> no better than they. I mean, yeah, no, okay. no worse. <laughs> no worse is the way that I was. All right. If 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 we if, if do we want to go to that? Do I? You know, yes. the, the the two that he made the two paper or the one pay per view he main evented as a champ was well down numbers. The numbers in India, the WWE Network numbers in India went well down. They had to cancel shows in India, which was the whole point of him being the champion was the numbers in India, and none of those worked. So yes. You could say you could make a good case that it was a business failure to have Ginger Mahal as champion. You. We talked about SmackDown though. I told you, AJ. I told you this is what he's trying to do. No, he he's, just he just prompted me. I was not going to say anything. He prompted me to do it. I'm just I, I'm saying. Anyways, I'm saying we, my, we were talking about SmackDown though when we were talking about you. Yeah. We were saying the whole purpose of this was India. You, no, no, no. no. Yeah, that wasn't what you were saying. No. You're right. You I no. was not. I was saying that it would should not no. be focused on India. And and you, actually, it was you, Glenn, was like, I know, well, you know I what? didn't it, say it. I was going to say, it may not have been AJ. <laughs> I know it was I you, didn't. you, Glenn, who brought up, well, you know what? It doesn't really matter what happened because the big picture here is India getting this huge market. That's but anyways. The company. This has nothing to do with what I, you suggested it was going to ruin Yes, the I com- said it was going you, you guys did. put. Did I say it was going to ruin the company? I said Not the numbers quite. were going to go down, Not and quite, they might be but... less likely to do a a gutsy thing like this because the numbers would not work out. Anyways, let's go back to Roman Reigns here and whether or not he could defend the Intercontinental against Matt Hardy. What were we talking about exactly? We're talking about Roman Reigns and whether you were saying that Braun was going to win at WrestleMania. He's going to win at WrestleMania. So now we have Braun, Kane, Brock. We have that official at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, we do. And, and it's all the same stuff that we talked about last week. We kind of yeah. already had this conversation. It's who, like, the question really is, who do you feel they need to protect? I mean, that's ultimately who ha- why is the, what, there's, there's a reason Kane is in this match. And, oh, my God, if it's because he's going to win the match, I actually might mark out. Because I, I, yeah, I actually would, too. If the, the balls of that, could you imagine the reaction? It would make the Roman winning in Philly seem like, like they were overjoyed dude, if Kane walks dude, out dude, with the title. If Kane pins Brock Lesnar... Tombstones, tombstones, both of them. <laughs> Edwin, he will be the biggest heel in the business. Period. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Um, it, it, look, I, I still don't know which one of them they're more concerned about protecting, and I don't, at this point, I don't really understand why it is they they drastically feel as though they have to protect one of them. I think they've proven over and over again with those two dudes. Like, they had Brock Lesnar lose to an 80-year-old man who couldn't perform wrestling moves, and it was fine. He said an 80-year-old man. I like Bill Goldberg as much as the next guy. How was he as a wrestler when he returned? He had Brock Lesnar lose. See, the funny thing is, I wasn't sure whether you're talking about Goldberg or Undertaker in that case. <laughs> Both. an 80-year-old man who couldn't wrestle. Brock Lesnar. So worried about protecting him. Yeah. This is. I just don't see the need that you have to protect either of these guys by involving Kane in the match. And I think that everybody would be more jacked up for Brock Braun. Now, AJ, if your answer is, yeah, of course, but you want to wait until WrestleMania in order to do the next Brock Braun, 
that's, I guess, understandable, right? Like, yes. this is the stopgap that you have to have in order to protect your next Brock Braun match um, from being until WrestleMania. And what you could do is you can have Brock win in a, in a weird way and then have Braun per, versus Kane at Fastlane or whatever the hell that pay-per-view is called now. Um, and you could have the winner of that be the number one contender to face Brock at WrestleMania. And that's how you can do all of that and then have the Brock Braun one-on-one match happen at WrestleMania. Um, but I, again, I just, I don't know. I just don't feel as though you need to protect either one of these guys. I think that it would be fine to do Brock Braun again. And in fact, I think it would be amazing if you did Brock Braun again at the Royal Rumble and had Braun win and then had a rubber match at, at WrestleMania. I actually think that would be even better with, than the scenario that you've got right now. Which is why I think Brock is pinning Kane in it. I think that, yes. I, I think if you're protecting somebody, you're protecting Braun here from taking I, another clean pin. And I know I know you say it does you know it's Brock it's you know it's okay because it's Brock and you're right for the most part that yeah it's perfectly fine it wouldn't kill Braun by any chance but personally I'd rather not see Braun take a pin. That that's just you know. I think I think it would also be good uh, if they wanted to put the belt on Braun and have it Brock Braun at WrestleMania for the for the belt but Braun is the champion. This would be the perfect way to do it. You have him pin Kane. You have Brock say, I want my rematch at WrestleMania. That's Then, voila, just like that, I don't got to right. see you till April. And then... Braun, <laughs> Braun defends in the Elimination Bra- Chamber, so he gets to be Braun fucking strong. Literally kills everyone in the yeah. Elimination Chamber. And probably has, like, two more title defenses in between that time period where he just stomps out whoever the fuck he's facing and goes in. And looks like a fucking beast, and then is the fucking beast, and slays the fucking beast. I got no issues with that. I, I just, I just don't know where Roman is in that, and I'm convinced Roman's there. I, yeah, I'm still really struggling with it, man. I'm still really struggling with the world. Unless, again, you've decided that what you're pulling the trigger on is, as I keep noticing, the shield doesn't really exist anymore. Well, like, Dean, we don't know how long Dean's out. Is that a real That's a real injury? thing. Oh, yeah, he had surgery today. Okay, well, I mean, if that keeps him out for past WrestleMania, then that would screw everything up. Right. Um, my, my thought would be that the way that you've sort of made it so the Shield doesn't already doesn't really exist as a thing would set up for the possibility of, a, of another Shield triple, triple threat. threat. But it, yeah. again, I just, I, 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 I got that. I kind of don't want it again now. Like, I, I was the guy that was clamoring for it at WrestleMania, but I, I wanted it the first time at WrestleMania. Like I, I got it. I don't, I don't feel the need that we need to do it again. I, I don't know. It's weird. No, like, I want to see it. I don't want to see it again unless it's at WrestleMania. That's my okay. thing. That's fair. I, yeah, right. I hear you. That's that's not the end of the world. Uh, anything else from Raw? Revival's back. Right. Yeah. That was. Yeah. And it was. You know, like I, I hope that they'll let the revival be awesome. Like I hope that they will. I have to assume that they will. Um, the rival are amazing. You just have to let them be amazing. So I, I just hope that they'll do that. They never really did that of American Alpha. Um, and that was a bummer because American Alpha is amazing, and they just never really allowed them to be amazing on SmackDown, uh, the way that they should have. So I hope that they'll do that with the revival on Raw. Uh, that's about it, right? That's about it for Raw. Yeah. Why don't we grab a break? Hey, by the way, coming up a little bit later on in the show, uh, one of the other big stories of the week. Apparently, the XFL is coming back. Um. Who knew? No, it's not. Well, the XFL's not coming no back. No one's going to bet mon- put money into that again. There is, there is a way, and we'll get to that in segment three, but I don't think it'll be the XFL. 
okay, I don't, honest to God, I don't know if you're doing something with football why you wouldn't call it the XFL because there's an inherent great amount of branding that's involved with that. I think you'd be stupid, but we'll talk about all that later. Um, we're also going to talk about it with one of the great players that came out of the XFL, Mike Furry, who went on to have an eight-year career in the NFL, including a 1,000-yard receiving season in Detroit. Um, he's going to join us and talk about his experiences in the F- XFL and could the XFL work again? Like, it, is it worth having the conversation? Uh, we'll do that later on in the show. When we come back in, we got to recap the pay-per-view from the past week, figure out who lost our bet, and we'll talk about everything from SmackDown as well. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's... The Main Event. What we do with our lives defines us, so consider a path that gives you an array of opportunities for your future. The U.S. Army gives you skills and experiences that make you a well-rounded person. With many ways to serve that align with your goals, you'll become a stronger individual. Find out more at GoArmy.com. You may qualify for up to a $40,000 signing bonus. Start your future today at www.goarmy.com football. There's strong, then there's Army Strong. Paid for by the United States Army. Success in life comes when you simply refuse to give up. On a mission so strong that obstacles like failure and loss only act as motivation. I mean like... Back in here for segment number two. It is jabbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Of course, Francis of the Washington Redskins. All right, boys. Well, we made a bet this weekend. We did have a pay-per-view. And uh, Clash of Champions went down. Clash Our, of the Champions of the Night of the Clash of the Champions. <laughs> uh, uh, back pay. <laughs> back pay would be a great name but, for a pay-per-view. Is that Piglet? Yeah, right. It's sort of like that, yeah. Mm, no, close, was, close. Hey, not quite, but. Big Latin. Um, so uh, our guest picker was Chuck Carroll from uh, CBS Sports. Uh, Aaron, uh, how did we all do? Well, Chuck Carroll is going to be the one to do a fun little dance. Yes! He picked, uh, you know, we all obviously got Dolph Ziggler wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep talking, Aaron. Oh, okay. Um, we all got Dolph Ziggler wrong. You uh, you picked Rusev. He picked uh, the New Day, and he picked Natalia, which never quite made sense because he had Carmella cashing in on Natalia. Don't exactly know why, but you know what? That means he has to do a dance. There you go. So Chuck Carroll, uh, we're waiting. We're waiting. Let's get on that as he's got to perform a dance. Oh, thank God. I was so <laughs> You were worried for a second. You know, I could have just said, you know what? Glenn's in last. No one would have really. I did oh. not want to eat dirt. Yes. Yeah, I was so terrified of what garbage he was going to make us eat. By the way, so I mean, pull the curtain back. When we presented the the idea for the bet to him last week, he was really offended by us suggesting that vegan food wasn't delicious. And I was just like, no, no, no. We're not talking about the good vegan food. We're talking about the really bad vegan food. And what, what I was really thinking was all vegan food. <laughs> <laughs> not all vegan food. <laughs> Any vegan Technically, food. Technically, that's not because I did just have legumes and and beans today. Uh, by the way, like who doesn't enjoy edamame? You know what I mean. Like there's. Oh, I don't of- enjoy edamame, but I do enjoy rice. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things that you could eat, but like an entire meal's worth of vegan food, like, dude, no, no. I'm just, gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna pass. 
Um, so I, I can really... eat white rice and salt. <laughs> okay. <if that's... laughs> um, so thankfully, we don't have to worry about that. And instead, Chuck's got to do his dance. Our next up. I hope week... he does it in a Goldberg outfit. I mean, really, why wouldn't he? I mean, like, come on, what kind of man are you? He's like, oh, it doesn't fit me anymore because he lost all this weight. Get another one. Right, I know. I'm sure you can buy it online. Yeah, black, black Hold Speedo. It in half. Black Speedo can't cost that much. Have you been to the internet? There's a boatload. Um, okay, now let's get into the pay-per-view and uh, SmackDown. And as we alluded to earlier, it appears as though we finally have the the jump-off point for... I, I mean, I, I'm going to start with Jinder and AJ only because we, we talked about them already. It it appears as though we've reached the point where we we can move on from from gender being in the championship picture, which was always going to have to happen at some point. It was just a question of when. Um, I, I think the only question now becomes: Do they feel the need to elevate Kevin Owens and Sammy into the title picture by WrestleMania, or is it just do something at the Rumble to buy your time until you can get to AJ and Shinsuke? I mean, I think Kevin and, and Sammy would be a good way to bridge that gap. Okay. I think that you get them involved and you have if the if the whole purpose purpose is to build to something, I'm assuming, involuming Shane McMahon. Like, I don't know what that would be. Yeah, the Sammy, question is, if, which way are they going with Shane McMahon? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be there's a there's a long term play here. Yeah, whatever that is, um, having them be screwed out of the title by Shane McMahon would be a way to get there. Um, okay, but then I, I guess the other half of the equation is is it is it are we just coming back to Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon again? That, that's the thing. I don't the way that they're writing. You know, it seems like. You know, they're clearly not going away, clearly, from Kevin Owens and Shane, but it almost seems to be transitioning a bit into Shane and Daniel, whether right. or not. So Ke- that they're, they're very clearly transitioning what the spotlight is here away from Kevin and Shane and onto those two. The question is, why? Why are right. you, why are you well, positioning that, it in that way? Right. We keep, and that's what I keep saying is, like, I feel like Shane, people- it's going to be at WrestleMania. It's going to be Shane versus Daniel Bryan's brother-in-law, John <laughs> Cena. Yeah, no, I'm, by the way, I'm absolutely terrified of that being what's going to happen. That's, yeah, yeah. Not go well. But, by the way, it, if they're really not going to clear Daniel Bryan, they have to stop giving people hope that they're going to clear Daniel Why? Bryan. Because I, I think that's, because then no matter what, no matter uh, yeah, what you do, it's right. going to be disappointing. I mean, he's right about that. If you, this is a very dangerous thing. If you think you're getting Daniel Bryan and you get something that isn't Daniel Bryan, um, it, 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 yeah, that's called Roman Reigns. Well, there right. you go. Yeah, go. it'll boo. It, they'll just boo it. So whatever it is, okay. And, and then we'll have to listen to AJ talk about and it. And then three it. years later, Roman will be white hot again. <laughs> and again, and we'll spend those three years listening to you bitch about it every week, yes. and that's the way that it'll go. Um. I, I'm with you on all of that, and again, I, I I guess there is still this question of whether or not they're going to pull the trigger on Styles Nakamura. It just seems so logical. It seems to be – it makes so much sense, but there is sort of the part where you're like, okay, are you turning one of them heel? Are you just letting them go out and have an all-out war, and who cares if their heels faces? Like, you, there is still some of that to be sorted out if you're going to go that direction. And let's let's not forget that at some point they might just decide, yeah, well, we'd rather have it be John Cena. There is still the thing where John Cena's got to win another championship in order to surpass Ric Flair, yep. and you know they're doing that at WrestleMania. Yep. So convinced 
that on the other side, it's God, going to be... John Cena wins the fucking Royal Rumble. I, dude, I, this is the problem, right? The problem, <laughs> like, that, that's there, not... There's a reason he's one of the favorites, because it makes all the sense in the uh, world. <laughs> John Cena wins the fucking Royal Rumble. You, you sound like a fucking Mark. Like, you God. sound like... No, like, I, I, like, I really won't care. Like, at the end of the day, like, he'll... He, it's not like he doesn't deserve it if he does win. It's just like... Uh, dude... Like, we just had Randy Orton win last year. Like, give us somebody new. Like, I don't. So, you go, so wait, if if Roman Reigns wins, I would actually be upset. Yeah, I would. I would not. I mean, I wouldn't be upset. I'd be like, yeah, you deserve it. Congrats, bro. But like, I would actually prefer Shinsuke or Bray so, or use it, use it Kevin to, Owens. Use it to or, create somebody. Yeah, yes. Fuck. One hundred percent. I would absolutely prefer that. Like, the next day, I wouldn't care, and everyone else would say I'm not buying WrestleMania now. But. <laughs> I mean, I, I look. I would. It would. It, 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 it's not good. <laughs> it isn't. It's not good. But you can't ignore that. That's out there. You can't ignore. Very out the, there. I mean, it, it. The John Cena thing exists, and <sighs> you know, whenever they're doing it, they're doing it at WrestleMania. So either they don't feel uh, as they. You're pissing me off, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> God. I, I I think the biggest thing there is. Well, then you'd probably be doing respect versus respect. Anyway, I was going to say, like, the biggest strike against AJ Nakamura is they don't tend to like doing the, you know, the face-face title match at WrestleMania. But that would be the same thing for Cena AJ, so it doesn't work there. 100% the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To them, not to the crowd. Right. Right. Look, I am... I I, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I hope that they do AJ Nakamura, but... You know damn well that I gotta think that John Cena is a factor in this. Like, there's just no way. Oh God, I, I could see Owens beating AJ at the Rumble or in between, and then Owens Cena. I mean, Owens Cena for the belt at WrestleMania. It, it, I would it not be. Upset. It wouldn't. Honestly, suck. Again, I would absolutely. Pref- again, no one would complain that. about it. But I tell you, you could have had AJ Nakamura, and you're getting this instead. You're right, but at the same time, I really, truly like. I would. L- that is one of the most that's another one of those matches actually both of their matches that they had are another one of those matches that Dave Meltzer can kiss my ass <laughs> oh that's not a five star match okay you tell me what was wrong with that match bro fuck <laughs> out of here nobody's arguing that fuck uh, out of here bro both of those fucking matches were incredible fuck out of here Dave Meltzer kiss my ass but I, I still don't I still don't want it like it's just the way it is I, I still don't you just want AJ Nakamura or bust yeah, I mean, I like look, obviously there are some scenarios we're not thinking of that you could get behind, but as far as the realistic scenarios go, AJ Nakamura or bust. And Nakamura so was so over this week, so over, and last week, and at the pay per view, he's hot right now. He is really hot. Currently, he's, he's hot right now. Nakamura, and and, and and they're going to Chicago next week. So guess what? He's going to get cheered there. He's so hot right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not. I, we'll deal with this when we get there. You know, there's a yeah. long time to start worrying about this, but that's that's sort of where we're at. Let's take a uh, step back. What are they doing with Shane and Daniel? Well, and look again. You really are, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks, guys. I'm you're at a point now where if you've gotten this far down the road, you better fucking be ready to have Daniel Bryan wrestle in a match. Everything that you've done, and and this is what we just alluded to. You've gone way too far 
to then try to suggest there's something else that you can do here that people would be okay with. He had a bump in the match. He did. That was I his mean, first bump. That was his first bump since yeah. he retired. That's meaningful. I, I don't disagree that it's meaningful. I don't know exactly what it means. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I, but it's meaningful. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I just can't... I cannot fathom that you will have done all of the work that you've done to this point to then try to do something else. Um, and it's... Any of the scenarios that anyone has presented of how you could solve this without it oh being... Oh, my God. What if Daniel Bryan won the Royal Rumble? What? <laughs> <laughs> no one's complaining about that if Daniel Bryan wins the Royal If it's AJ Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania... Oh, my then God. Yes, fuck you, Shinsuke Nakamura. I want <laughs> Daniel Bryan in that match. <laughs> That's a huge complaint about that. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got a huge complaint about that. It's that what am I going to do when I have to go to court because I found people in jits? <laughs> just don't understand you guys are ignoring me like it wouldn't be a problem i will accidentally be responsible for killing three human beings <laughs> in my jizz so no that can't happen i'm actually opposed to that oh my god i could not wait oh god is oh, shane heel or either side heels well, right now, Shane's the heel. I, dude, if you yes, don't think Shane is the heel. heel, Shane is absolutely the heel. 100%. I agree with you. Shane McMahon is the heel as of right now. Um, and it's easier to make Shane McMahon a heel than it is to make Daniel Bryan a heel. You, you, if you're yes. doing something with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, it would be insane. The problem is, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are over as heels. So the question is, can you flip all three of them? Or do you have to separate Daniel Bryan from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Do like, you have to flip all three of them? Well, that's what I'm saying. Can you separate? Can or I don't think you can have Daniel Bryan working with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and and being a face. Because oh, I, think... I, don't, I don't. I mean, he's not directly working with them. He's standing in there. You know, as he said, he's doing all of this to protect Shane from himself. He has no affinity towards Daniel, uh, towards Sami Zayn and Kevin yeah. Owens right now. You don't have to do anything with them. Okay, should you then should you then have Shane flip and align that, himself? I think I think it works. I think you have to paint a very clear picture as to why all of a sudden he's okay. But I think you can paint that picture. I don't think it's Ow. I think you paint it as you know this becomes a war for SmackDown between Shane and Daniel Bryan, and Shane comes out and he has to say this, and he says. I care more about controlling SmackDown than anything else. I will align myself with whoever I have to, even if it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You can paint that picture. And oh yeah, I do. What do you mean? All this shit you guys talk about storyline, and you're just going to throw the entire storyline for the past fucking three months out of the window. You have to acknowledge that I still hate you. You are an ends to a a means to an end, and that this for now, outweighs this. I don't really like you guys that much, but I will use you. Right, you're doing the enemy of my enemy is my friend bit, is what you're doing, right? This this does right. happen in professional wrestling, where what you're saying is, okay, I'm, I was really pissed off at you guys, but now I have a bigger problem, and solving that bigger problem requires me to align myself with people that I don't, wouldn't necessarily want to align myself with. But I don't even know that's the best way to do it, because I think if you're doing this, you want Shane to be a full heel. So I I, I think that you want it to be more villainous than that. I think you want it to be more of a he was approached with an opportunity to solve his problem, and now he really doesn't care about the problem that he had before because, again, as Aaron alluded to, power is more important to him than anything. And when he when he felt himself ceding power to Daniel Bryan, he needed to do what was – like, he becomes Vince McMahon. Is the, it really is the he, scenario. He does, well, he does what Vince did with the NWO. I'm going to poison my own company. 
Right. Correct. I mean, you, you do that in the name of power. I, I actually think it's the smartest idea um, if you're going to go this route. Why? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that Shane McMahon would end up acting like his father? No, it doesn't make sense that Shane McMahon would literally go from, I hate these guys so much that I'm not going to count to three. I don't care if they're gonna, if he hasn't pinned for three. To then be like two months later, yeah, we're boys. I mean, still- Vince literally, he wanted Shane out of the company, and then the next day, even though Shane lost it, he said, you know what, Shane, you can stay. They hated each other. Yeah, he, and, he that was, was, and that was stupid, too. And if I remember correctly, both of you said that that was really stupid. Well, yeah, that, because it was the next day. I'm not saying, if, if he comes out <laughs> next week. If I remember week, correctly. If he comes out next week and says that, yeah, it's really stupid. If you put, if you put, me in, uh, put it in a position where you're slowly building this, you're pushing him away, you don't have them go after each other for a few weeks, and eventually you bring it in to make it logical... You can do it. Yeah, okay, bro. But I thought storylines didn't matter and only matches. They did. don't. But <laughs> but these are they don't. I really don't care care, but I'm trying to get you guys to be consistent for once. You just said it was the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, because it is stupid, but I don't care that it's stupid. Okay. You guys care that things are stupid all the time. I'm I'm really I I feel like you're doing a bit where I don't care, you care. It's you <laughs> That is that's the truth. I you're right. If if they this don't do this is another if, if thing that do, you guys should be mad about. No, if they don't do any explanation, you're right. Oh, yeah, that's right. If next week, <laughs> yeah. If, if, if they do it next week, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's horrendous. But if but they I, do it a gradual, logical build, there is a way to do it to make sense. I think that you have to have him attempt three or four more times to get rid of them, fail, and get to a point where he's broken and he has no other choice but then to align himself. Broken with, or woken. Well, that is a good point. I hadn't considered that. Remember, remember. Um, I can't believe I'm about to make this comparison. Oh God! Remember in American Beauty? Do you remember that film? I never saw it. You never saw American Beauty? I saw it a long time ago. No. I don't remember a lot of it, but go ahead. Best Picture winner. It was phenomenal. Yes. I guess I'm a little bit older than you guys. No, I mean, old, I, I, saw I mean, yeah, it. both of you guys are old as fuck, so that makes sense. So, so part of the storyline is I can't remember the name of the actor, but the actor who played the neighbor, who was this curmudgeon and hated gay people, and you know, like was Donald was just, Trump. Well, I mean, he was the stereotypical, you know, white suburban, um, you know, racist. Yeah, right. Donald this, Trump. Yeah, sure, right. Um, <laughs> he ends up uh, trying to have sex with Kevin Spacey. How ironic is that? Um, <laughs> at the end, because it's like I can't get rid of the gay people. I guess I'll just be gay. <laughs> That's a comparison. Or you, or, you, or you or you could go Gran Torino. You got the racist Clint Eastwood eventually. Yes, but they can't get rid of the 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 Asian people in his neighborhood, so he just aligns himself with them. Yeah. Uh, or you have but, the or you have the Walking Dead, where literally everybody's going to be a zombie eventually. That's a good point. Yeah. Sure, right? <laughs> Align yourself with the zombies. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Um. Yeah. I, that's sort of where I'm at. I don't know how that just happened. That was, really, <laughs> that was really weird. A really weird road that I just took us down. Um, all right, what else from SmackDown other than the fact that, that it was proof that they effed up and they should have given the belts to Rusev and AJ? Rusev Day! <laughs> I mean, they were it's, getting the chance. They're still trying to work the best heels, and it's not working. <laughs> no. No. Like, people, people, people end up cheering for the New Day because during the match because New Day's fucking amazing. And like, obviously, yeah, there were dual chants. People <laughs> love the New Day, but like... Majority of that match, New Day should have been working as heels. I, I did enjoy the dueling chant. Uh, the 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 you could hear it. Rue Sev Day, Rue Sev Day. It, yes, amazing dude. Um, look, they absolutely should have given them the belts because it's it's as white hot as I've ever seen anything be white hot right now. And it 
I don't know that they could have pulled this off without the greatness that is. Like, dude, Andrew English songs are actually really good. Yes. <laughs> like, like, a lot of people do parodies and they're kind of stupid, but, like, my God, that was great on Tuesday night. All what? I want in my life is to for Biggie to shove a flapjack in my mouth. I mean, it would be pretty great. <laughs> that would be really yeah. great. That, I think that might have been the first Christmas-themed match I ever liked. Like, usually those yeah. matches are so horrendous. Yeah. That's a great but, point. No doubt. Um, you didn't, you didn't like the Miracle on 34th Street fight? <laughs> Which one was that? Like, they did that 15 times, and it was always terrible. I just like the name. How about Alberto Del Rio running over Santa Claus? That was actually an amazing moment, first of all. That was one of the better moments that they've ever pulled off. Wasn't he supposed to be a face then, though? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think uh, that was what he had the title. He was supposed to be a face. I believe you, but yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, anything else from SmackDown that we have uh, to touch Dolph. on? Dolph. Dolph. Oh, right, yeah. Dolph. Dolph. Just, just, yeah, that was... I have no idea. I, I truly <laughs> so no idea. are we getting a new belt? <sighs> Is this even mildly real? Is Because, you know, we've been talking for a year about we would think that he might be taking a break soon. Right. Well, I have a crazy idea. What if he, instead of a belt, now hear me out, what if he got rid of the belt and next week he came back, again, crazy, with a ring? Huh. What if he... That, that that's completely would, unique, never yeah, been done not, in wrestling before. Saying right, it could be super cool because, like, think about it. They he is the best. He's the best in-ring performer, so that makes sense. You could, in fact, you could argue that it's a very honorable ring um, that that he had. <laughs> is what I would say. I I think it's a it's a wild concept, but I think there could be something there. I'm just going to put that out there, fellas. I hear what you're saying, Aaron, and. I, I don't know. I can't imagine. It, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like Vince to give him the belt just right. to quit. Right. That is. He's typically diametrically opposed to that. Um, not not impossible. I, but I, I'm I, not. A, I'm. I'm not against it. I think you can create very good story. You know, you get a tournament out of it, and we love tournaments when they have a clear purpose. That uh, could be a really good one if you had a tournament, and then at the end, like the guy wins, and Ziggler's back, like, wait, bro, I'm still the champ and like, and that would be great <laughs> i need uh, we need to have a match now for my belt right i, I um, wouldn't complain about that at all no i wouldn't either i it's weird i don't i don't oh, know oh my god i just thought dude that would actually make a lot of sense because they're clearly trying to make Dolph ziggler hbk 2.0 yeah once you have a, he, he once, you have a title, <laughs> once you have a title for title ladder <laughs> match at, at mania, mania. Okay, so so this is a this is he's going away for a bit, but there's it's a, completely and a, a work. There's a sixteen man tournament, yeah, but it's completely a work. Yes. Okay, I'm not against it. I, I'm not. I, why would anybody be against it? It sounds amazing. Um, yeah, sign me up. I'm all for it. I I just feel like that involves a level of foresight from the WWE that I don't believe that they have. Um, so I'm going to assume that it's not anything nearly as cool as that. Unfortunately, <laughs> he'll, he'll probably just walk back out next week yeah, with correct. the title. Right, yeah. I mean, With a new it, title. I mean, if it's a new title, I'm not complaining. I love that. Why do people hate that design? No, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm just saying, no, like... No, but I'm not saying you do, but, like, every, like whenever I talk to people, because, like, I could get one belt when I was in college, and I decided to get that one, because that is the coolest design. At the time, was the coolest design. Now, probably, realistically speaking, the coolest design is probably one of the women's titles, to be I, honest. I, I still like the, the white strap intercontinental belt. Yeah, that's good too. I like the white. I like the white on red women's title probably more than any title that we have. 
I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because everything else is becoming, you know, we have to clearly identify what what well, show it's, it's on. So this might be a new way to get a belt just to get the blue on, you know, make it the SmackDown belt, however exactly you want to uh, do yeah, it. Yeah, you could just retire the U.S. title. Yeah, and and it's it's it'll still be the U.S. title. Like there will be a little flag on a blue background or yeah. something along those lines. That could just be the way to do it. Uh, it would be it'd be dumb. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying it wouldn't be, but Man, be you really know, it, yeah, I, it wouldn't be shocking if that's the way they were going with it. All right. Um, anything else from SmackDown? What? Well, what did you think about the Natalia yeah. post-match promo? That was weird because that's I mean, why I think it, the Dolph Ziggler things will work because Natalia basically did the same thing. It, but the the thing about Natalia's is it didn't quite sound like a retiring promo. It sounded like a I'm turning heel promo. The only problem is she's already a heel. Right. Right. So then what would it be? Um, I, I don't know. The only thing that makes, I mean, that literally the only thing that makes sense is her walking away, but that doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. So could it be that she joins the riot squad next week? Could that be what it is? Oh, she's their Hogan. It's, it's, I'm not against that because I think the riot squad needs a little boost like that right now you know right. you, you debuted them at the same time as absolution so there's that natural comparison yep. there and absolution uh, is way better because page is involved or right. way more relevant because i think in, in large part. i think it's way better because of mandy rose but well there, there's a lot of reasons <laughs> it's being booked better it's you know yeah. they're not getting beaten single-handedly by naomi yeah. there's a lot of reasons why absolution is they better. absolutely have of the six women they have probably the top three of the top four yeah Probably, right. so, and, and they're being booked better. You need if you're going to continue down this road with the riot, with the riot squad, you need something there, and Natalia could potentially be that thing. She had been flirting with you, you know, like she had been sucking up to them in the the weeks leading up. So it would be fairly logical for her to then decide that she was going to join the riot squad. But you know, I don't really know that. Ultimately, I would care. <laughs> like, I, with all due respect, I don't know that I would. Am I? It would make gonna, me care more about the riot squad. But what about Natalia? Whatever. It wouldn't make me care more about the Riot Squad. I like the Riot Squad more than I like Natalia. That's not saying that, like, I like Natalia. Like, Natalia's a, a Nat Hall of Famer. Yes, yes, she's great. But, like, the to me, the Riot Squad is way cooler than Natalia's gimmick right now. Natalia's she literally a cat lady. I agree. I completely agree. <laughs> literally, uh, that's her thing. She wears cat ears. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, yep. She talks about her cat's Instagram. She is a cat lady. Pretty that much. Is, that is her gimmick. Yep. yep. She's a cat lady with a shit ton of wrestling moves. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's true. All You're not true. wrong. Anything else? Uh, nope. Not really. Okay. I mean, Chad Gable looked awesome. I was really pleased. I'm really pleased that they're doing something with Chad Gable here. I agree. Uh, and by the way, we didn't even really mention the fact that that John Cena is on a new show next week for no reason. Oh yeah. He's oh, a yeah. Free agent. He, he was. You know, he cared so much about Team SmackDown. He had to be involved with that. That he's going back to Raw. Correct, correct. Well, it's probably for a week, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's really there for a while. I think he's there for a week. When we come back in, uh, the other big news this week, well, there's a couple other things we want to get to. We want to get to the fact that Ring of Honor had their big pay-per-view this weekend. But also, there's a bunch of reports about the XFL and Vince McMahon starting a new company, and maybe that's what it's all about. Uh, Mike Furry played in uh, the XFL for a season and went on to have a really good NFL career afterwards, including a thousand yard season in Detroit. So he's going to join us next and share his memories of the XFL. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron and he's the main event.
AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. The Parexcel Early Phase Unit at Harbor Hospital is looking for healthy males and females ages 18 to 85 to volunteer for a clinical research study. Length of participation and number of visits vary by study. If you qualify, you may receive compensation ranging from $1,200 to $8,500 upon completion. For more information, please visit our website or call 1-877-617-8839. Call now. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, of course, the main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins. Well, technically, we're bringing in another former Washington Redskin right now. As Guys, um, there, are, there are reports that perhaps the XFL could be coming back, which just... It is I weird. don't believe it. I hear you. But we, I, 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 I went on eBay. I looked to see how many different XFL shirts and hats I can buy because I'm ready for it. <laughs> right? Well, I'm a nerdy XFL fan, too, so I'd be all in. Uh, our next guest is one of the great players that came out of the XFL as before his eight-year career in the NFL, which included a thousand-yard receiving season with the Detroit Lions. He actually spent a year with the Las Vegas Outlaws in the XFL. Now he's a head coach at Limestone College. He is Mike Furry, and he joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Coach, it's uh, Glenn and Aaron and AJ. It's good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Yeah, guys, I appreciate you inviting me on. Absolutely, man. All right, so when I say the letters X, F, and L together, just can you take me back to that time in your life and memories that you have and what comes to mind of your experience being part of this cultural phenomenon? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, it was a uh, – obviously at first, you know, nobody really knew – uh, the expectations of what the XFL would bring or what it really would be like. Uh, you know, everybody kind of thought that obviously, you know, having ties to the WWE and, and involving football that you would probably get more of the WWE side instead of the NFL side. And so that was kind of the perspective going into it. And uh, obviously when we got out there and started getting into training camp and uh, even though our training camp was in a, casino for a month out in vegas uh, which is a little bit different but that's uh, awesome you know at that point in time i mean everything was still the same you know gms and scouts walking around and evaluating players during training camp and it was the real deal i mean that was a real whirlwind when you guys got started i feel there was so little time between player pool getting together being drafted and then and uh then the season started Just what was that you know quick whirlwind like for you yeah, I think, I mean, to be honest with you, I can't remember when the draft was, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was sometime November, December-ish. And uh, I do remember that we were out in in, uh, in Vegas in middle of December, 1st of January for, a, you know, just kind of a brief, kind of like what we would call OTAs in, in, uh, in the NFL before we went back for a training camp. And so, um, but like I said, it, it was, it went fast. And, uh, you know, everybody was throwing everything together. And obviously the whole marketing pitch was still going on as we were in training camp, as they were still trying to, you know, market our games coming up and all that good stuff. But uh, I'll tell you what, when I first got out there, I didn't know what to expect. But uh, as I got through it, I I thought it could have been a heck of a, uh, uh, you know, an organization that would I think would have competed with the NFL or at least been a understudy and allowed guys to, you know, kind of be that minor league type league uh, to help guys continue to play and get a chance to get in the NFL. You know, ah. my, you, you know, Mike, 
I've uh, been on five different NFL teams. You were on six different, uh, five different NFL teams. Uh, guys like us, we get labeled as journeymen when we're really just really good football players that just don't get opportun- the opportunities we probably deserve in in a bunch of different places. Uh, when you were in the NFL, what was your favorite team to play on, play on? Because I I like things from all places, but I would always have different things that I like from different places. I'll tell you what, we we were really fortunate. My wife and I and our family was we were real fortunate. Everywhere we went was a great stop for us. You know, obviously uh getting a chance to go out and, and uh be affiliated with Kurt Warner from Arena Football and yeah. going out and playing three years in St. Louis in a great city with with you know, the greatest show on turf with yeah. Isaac and Tory and Marshall and and uh Kurt and you know, Neus Williams and Orlando Pace. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then, uh, then we got a chance to go to Detroit, where obviously I got a chance to watch Calvin Johnson grow up a little bit, and which is amazing. I had my biggest year of my season or of my career uh, up in Detroit, and then getting a chance to go to Cleveland, which was kind of a, you know, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, so being able to go to Cleveland and and, and play in your home state was all pretty cool. So I never really had just one place that we fell in love with, which was the greatest thing. But uh, with my wife and I, we were very fortunate. Uh, to be a part of really three three organizations that uh, we fell in love with and got a lot of great friends still in those cities. That's awesome. Mike Ferry is with us here on Jabbing Out. Mike, I want to go back to something that you just said a second ago about what the XFL could have been because I think that's relevant to this conversation that's going to pop up here about whatever they're going to end up doing, uh, Vince McMahon and this Alpha Entertainment thing. How could it have worked? Like, what 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 went wrong? Why didn't it work? And again, maybe part of the problem was they they talked as though they were going to be like the NFL, and that was just insane, and it could never be like the NFL. And you know, it, it was it was dead in the water always. But but how could have it worked then? And if they were to revisit it, because there is a lot of nostalgia, and there is a lot of when they did the thirty for thirty, there was a lot of people that were interested in the XFL, and we talked about it a lot. How could it work if they tried something like that again? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I have a very different perspective, obviously, uh, from two standpoints. One, obviously, I played in it, and I got to see it as a player. But uh, I also was a guy for the Las Vegas Outlaws, and we were out there, that I got to do a lot of the promos and really got to see and talk to, you know, Shane McMahon and Stephanie McMahon and all these, all, you know, all the figures of the WWE that were – trying to get this league off the ground. And so I, I got a chance to see kind of the backbone of what was going on. And from my understanding uh, as a player and as seeing those back, you know, the back curtains of everything, Vince McMahon was trying to do everything he could to make the, the XFL basically emulate the NFL. He wanted it to be the NFL. He wanted us guys you know, he wanted the salary caps, he wanted the players, he wanted everything to match and compete with the NFL. I think what happened, from what I know, is the other half, uh, the, you know, the TV and the NBC, they wanted it to be the ratings of what it was going to be compared to the WWE. And it was really, in my mind, it was flip-flopped, where you had the main the main fogel from the WWE emulating and wanting this the thing to be like the NFL, and then you had the TV and the NBC that wanted it to be uh. like the WWE, and that's what tore it up. Uh, that's what had the commentators fighting with players and arguing with players and 
you know, Dayton cheerleaders and all that stuff that was going on. That was internal. Uh, you know, I talked to somebody the other day. I said, if, if Vince McMahon brings the model back of the XFL and just changes the announcers and does it on his own, he's going to give an unbelievable platform because he had all the big cities. You know, he had Orlando and Chicago and New York and Vegas and, and Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco. I mean, we played in the, you know, in giant stadium. So he had the markets. But I think what happened was Vince, if Vince McMahon does it on his own and does it the way that he wants to do it and get people in there that are football-minded uh, to make it a understudy to compete with the NFL, I think he's got a great chance. And uh, I just, like I said the other day, I, I talked to somebody the other day. I hope he does because there's guys like myself and, and you know other guys that have, uh, one, got to continue playing football and they got paid to play, and then others uh, – got a chance to, you know, go play in the NFL after that was done, kind of, uh, you know, kind of being in that uh, uh, minor league to, you know, just continue to grow up as a football player and develop and, and get a chance to play in the NFL. So if it was up to you and, and you were, you know, put in charge of this, you would say, let's tone down the showmanship side of it. Let's focus on the football side and make it more of a uh, closer to the NFL rather than the NFL blitz some people expected it to be. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I mean, what I would suggest is leave everything that happened inside the lines. I think that was phenomenal. I mean, you're talking about uh, the way the kickoffs or the uh, way the, the way the coin tosses were won, uh, you know, the way the, Gladiator the, the introductions style. happened before the game. I mean, could you imagine now, uh, you know, a camera going into the Steelers huddle and Ben Roethlisberger and all those guys introducing themselves? That, that was unique. And uh, that was something that Vince brought to it. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the live punts, you know, when the ball was punted, the ball was live. You know, there wasn't any fair catching in that order or any. I mean, it was it was real. And uh, it, it brought a different element of what the NFL does. And I just think everything off the field that was the controversial part of it uh, that I do believe was created more by the TV than it was by, uh, you know, the, the folks from WWE, uh, I think it'll have a heck of a chance, and, and I, I, I mean, I, I had fun, and guys loved it, and uh, we we were really upset at the end, and, and I remember, um, uh, you know, Vince McMahon. He actually, I don't, you guys don't know this or not, but he actually hired uh, was going to hire Dick Buckus to come over and really take over the whole part of it of, as a as a whole in regards to the XFL and kind of put his staple on there to make it you know, to make it football. And, uh, but unfortunately at that point in time, you know, we were told a couple of weeks later that they were, you know, going to cancel the, cancel the XFL. What was the feeling like in the locker room after, um, not, not in the locker room after, what was the feeling like in the locker room when you guys heard about, uh, the fact of these new rule changes that weren't a part of anybody's life playing football? Like the live punts, the um, no extra points. no extra points. Like the way that you get the ball at the beginning of the game is basically just like gladiator ball. Let's see who's the bigger tough guy. Like who? What was? How was the feeling around the league when you guys found out about that? You know, just I mean, everybody was excited. I think it just brought something that was different. You know, the celebrations and the nicknames and all that stuff. That you know, he, he, it was marketing yeah. and. Uh, it was a great way to brand his, you know, his league, and it was different. You know, it wasn't just, uh, you know, something that had been by the books for so long. He, I mean, he brought some new things into it, and 
guys enjoyed getting, you know, guys I remember fighting over who was going to go out for the coin toss and do the race. And, and <laughs> uh, awesome. you know, guys obviously changing the names. Obviously, I played with He Hate Me. So yeah. that, that was is a that big, your, big deal back then. Is that your favorite one? It just was, uh, what's that? Is that your favorite one? Of all the nicknames, what is your favorite one? Yeah, I can't remember all of them, but obviously that's the one that sticks because that was really the one that everybody knew about. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there were some others, but, uh, it was, it was, it was me. It was really me. And, uh, but I think beyond all that, uh, you know, you, you just look at a, there was a, an opportunity for guys to go play a different style of football, but really was football. And it allowed guys to continue to play. And, and, uh, you know, obviously I played arena football too. So, I got a chance to be in all different leagues before I got into the NFL and kind of experienced all of it. And the NFL is, I mean, the XFL is obviously by far, I thought it would be by far the best chance for guys to get a realistic opportunity to, you know, kind of be that minor league type deal to get in and continue your career rather than go home and hopefully get invited to a camp or, you know, all those good things that you and I have experienced. Yeah. But, Nowadays, since they cut the rosters back to, uh, you know, they cut it down to what eighty-five going into training camp, and used to be a hundred and some when you and I were playing, and uh, you know you got a better chance of getting in and getting a chance to go through OTAs and all that good stuff. But now you don't, and so this I think this will go. Hopefully, he gets to do it and it allows guys to continue to play and, and get a chance. Mike, I, I, before we let you go, I want to ask you about a crazy. There's this thing that's floating around on social media where people have suggested that the way this could work for the XFL is if they become the league that tries to combat CTE and has players play with no helmets. Um, and, and AJ, I want to let you talk about this too in a minute here. But uh, we've heard a great deal about this concept in the last couple of years. I, I, like there's still a part of me that thinks that it's nuts, but there are a lot of football players that believe in the idea of it. That if you never wear a helmet, you'll never do these types of things. What would you think about the XFL returning as the league that had players not wear helmets? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, you ain't never getting me to play that. football we've all with done that growing up. I mean, that's <laughs> backyard football. You know, something that we we did our whole entire life, and so. Um, but to do that as a league, I, I don't know. Yeah, in the uh, in the line, that is not working. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it would be a it would be a completely different ball game down in the trenches. No, there's no doubt so, about that. It would be a wildly different game at that point. Yeah, right. I, I, yeah. So <laughs> I hear you. He's, he's Mike Furry, uh, Coach. You're doing now. You're at Limestone College. Um, can you tell everybody about uh, you know, becoming a head coach, uh, how you ended up at Limestone? I think there's a lot of people that would say, I don't even know what Limestone is. Um, how did you end up here, and, and, and what is it like now for you as a guy that's that's been through training camp at a, at a casino in Vegas once upon a time in your life to be a head football coach? Yeah, you know, I've been real fortunate. Uh, when I retired in 2010, I got a chance to be a head football coach in an NAIA school in Kentucky, and it was about 30 miles down the road from – about 30 minutes down the road from Marshall University, uh, obviously where Chad Pennington was a great player. And I've had a relationship with Chad, and uh, I got a chance to be the receivers coach at Marshall uh, for the last two or three years. And uh, my job at Marshall was to recruit South Carolina. And uh, so I, I've got affiliated with a lot of great people down here in South Carolina. And 
I came home one day and learned that uh, my wife told me that there was a D2 head job open up in South Carolina, and it was called Limestone College, and it's really in the area that I recruited and recruited pretty heavily. And so uh, all things that's worked a, out. We got like to become the head coach down here. That's cool. That's really, really cool. Man. Like a glove. Yeah, right? It's cool how those things work out. That's really, really cool. Well, uh, Coach, we really enjoyed the conversation, man. We really enjoyed talking about it. And it's cool to hear somebody who was involved the way that you were that, like, just loves their, their memories of the XFL that much. Like, that's that's really cool to hear. Um, is this you at Coach Furry on Twitter? Can people give you a follow there? Yeah, at, at uh, Coach Furry on uh, Twitter. That's it. So. Give follow there. Hey, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time for us, man. We hope that you have a uh, wonderful Christmas. We'd love to catch up with you again down the road. Have a blessed Christmas, guys. Thank you. Very cool. Appreciate Mike Furry joining us as, uh, you know, he had a lot of glowing things to say about his time in the XFL and was really excited about the notion of the XFL coming back. Um, Look, I think think the the notion that it couldn't come back is insane. Um, I think that it would almost... Like, if you're going to do something, you have to do it as the XFL because you're stupid to give up that amount of publicity and branding and all of those things. That That's just idiotic. Now, Well, it if- depends. Well, hold on. I will say this about the uh, XFL or whether it shouldn't be because they that's not the only football league that they trademark. They trademark the, the UFL and the, or not the, the URFL. There, there were a couple different trademarks they had. Nobody knows what the URFL is. I, I understand. But here's the thing. If this isn't the XFL, if this isn't the we are going to hit hard, if this, you know, if that's not the direction that they're going, then they should not be the XFL. Because if you call it the XFL and then you don't have the craziness, people are going to shit on it because it's not the XFL. Well, unless Which is out. so funny because people shit on the XFL people because it wasn't the NFL. But, but that's the thing. It's like if you're going to use the it's XFL. The whole, it's the whole Roman Reigns and who it came first, Roman Reigns or Daniel Bryan ruining everything. Right. The 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 XFL you have to go that route because the only reason that you're using that XFL name is because you want that craziness, you want that nostalgia, you want what people were initially attracted to there. You're just going you think you're going to do it in a better way this time. So if you're not going that route, then no, they should not use the XFL name. I don't necessarily agree with that. I understand what you're saying. Um I don't think you have anything to lose. I don't I think that at this point, the XFL is a nostalgia play, not a there were so many rabid fans of the XFL that if they don't get what they had before, they're going to be super pissed. Well, That's what, if, what if this isn't a nostalgia act? What if this is we think that this is him just, you know, wanting to, to redo the XFL? What if this is another branch trying to basically here's what I'm saying. The way this was reported, it was not reported by a wrestling source. It was not reported by a sports source. It, no, there were plenty of wrestling sources that reported. They, they eventually got there, but the first person to report, like, put out a credible report on it was a right-wing media site. There is the thought process that this is the Trump Football League. This is going to be the Make America Great Again Football League. And if you're going that route... Then it, White people will love it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I'm saying, if you're doing it, I think there's a dumb, like, this is going to be dumb, this isn't going to work financially, but if you're doing it, you are probably viewing that football is still popular, people just aren't watching and the NFL gonna, because the boycotts, and you're trying to capture that audience. My favorite thing is that the NFL had, had fantastic ratings this past week. Right, I know, but I'm saying, like, that's the, there's no reason to be doing this. People say, oh, what's wrong with the NFL's ratings? Well, there was a, a bunch of shitty games whenever there's right. a really good game. I agree with you. <laughs> But there is the idea that 
that it's being done because people are boycotting it because of the kneeling, because of whatever reason, and this is trying to capture that audience. That's one of many theories about I, it. I, no, I'm saying that is a theory. If, it you're, is. if you're going that route, then I would not use the XFL name. Well, I don't. Okay, I wouldn't necessarily want them. Umaga to. FL. That would be Umaga. Good... No. I, uh, MAGA. Oh, MAGA FL. <laughs> MAGA FL. Or UMAGA FL. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, I guess UMAGA FL would work as, just as well. I still think it would be stupid to not use it. I agree. I, I agree, too, but I also think it would be really stupid to bring back the XFL because there's no way you're making money on the XFL. That's the other thing. <laughs> I, that's what I've said from the beginning. Is like you're, This is literally an opportunity. Is like Someone coming to me, if I have $100 million, and says, Hey, man, I want you to invest $10 million in the XFL. What I hear them saying to me is, Hey, man, I want you to throw $10 million away. I understand that, and I think that you would have to gauge what it is that the XFL is. I, I, we said this for a long time. The XFL's problem is they didn't know what they were supposed to be. I agree and with that. And a world where they should have been putting games on a Saturday night on NBC. That was insane. That was never in a million years going to work. And that was Vince McMahon essentially abusing his friendship with Dick Ebersaw. Um, all that being said, something can work to some level. It's not going can to be... Can it get on TV? Yes, because the the WWE realizes that their TV rights deal is becoming so valuable that they're that, that Facebook is begging them for shows. They've got a valuable TV rights deal that Fox Sports and for is, FS1 would be the one. And again, if you're tied into the you know the right wing there, that's where it makes the most sense. Well, I mean, maybe I I, I still keep playing the right wing thing. I don't think even if there's a thought to that. I think I that the Arena Football League is falling apart that and is having trouble keeping on TV. I don't think that if you're going as far as TV rights, specifically looking at the TV rights, I think you're going to have trouble selling the XFL as the XFL to TV. I think you're going to have that problem. Couldn't be more wrong about that. They put the big three on TV on Fox Sports One in prime time on Monday nights, and it wasn't even live. And they're doing another season of it. And you don't know five people that give a fuck about the big three. They have so many... You really people. wasted an opportunity by not saying you don't know three people that give a fuck about the big three. I, you know what? That is my fault. I apologize. <laughs> God. The way I might know... Eh, I don't know. Three is like the over-under for how many people I... <laughs> oh, I do, but I'm also black. Okay, <laughs> that might be true. And I... <laughs> I don't think they could name a team. They might have been able to tell you who the players were, but they couldn't name a team True. on the big three. Um, and yet they gave them prime time weekly on Fox Sports 1 for non-live sports programming. You're wrong about this. The only way these networks survive is through th – this is what they figured out. The Netflix model. Correct. Content. Content, yes. Correct. And it's not – this is where they're failing, and that's why they're firing all of these people, is because they've invested their money on Skip Bayless and Colin Coward and, and idiots that, that, that are me. That They've invested their money in, in what I wish that I could be. I'm not getting anybody to watch your network, and, and no one has watched Fox Sports 1 because Skip Bayless is there. Yep. But, but Now, hold on, but that's the thing. That's because white people don't support their own. That's why. <laughs> That is why. <laughs> because because black people, the numbers, the, the demographics for the black audience watching for Shannon Sharp is actually maybe true. Is maybe actually true. gone up since Shannon got a more prominent role. I, I do love the Richard Dice going after Skip Bayless after and Coward after every single one of their shows comparing the radio. I, I, that's one of my favorite Twitter bits. What people will watch, and again, you you can't compare it to the NFL. And anytime you try to compare it to the NFL, you're gonna fail. Right. But there are. Again, they put those shows on TV 
and and at best 90,000 people watch them. If you can figure out a way to affordably run a football league and get 500 or 300, yeah, see, you've already you've already you're already wrong. There is no affordable way to run a football league. And, there's a more affordable way to, and it sucks and it's not good for the players. It's, it's telling them you're going to have the opportunity to be on TV and you care so much about extending your career that you're going to come do it. Um, and telling Fox, Hey, if you want Monday night raw on FX, you also have to take our football network on FS or our football show on FS one. Um, that's, that's the way that I mean, they can't even, the, the problem with that is if this is being tied to raw, you can't even begin to enter negotiations with Fox until 2019. And even then, you'd be entering in negotiations with Disney. Well, you would try that. Sure. <laughs> no, try. He, no. He's, he's talking about 21st Century Fox or, being... Right. I understand. It's still two different... There's still two different entities on TV. Um, you, you'd start doing that now. I mean, like, I, we're only a year away from 2019 at this point, man. You would start working on that now to try to get that nailed down. And if that means that they have to take a, an early season of the Football League in order to get uh, Raw the following year... You say, well, do you want Raw the following year or not? Um, if you do, then you got to take an early year of the football league in order to get it. Um, I, I, I think that you guys are, are way off on this because I think, again, we're trying to compare it. To, the XFL was a disaster because, and Mike Furry made a good point, NBC thought they were getting a WWE audience. They were never getting that. Let me be clear when I say this. The XFL was a disaster initially, and... The real reason why it was a disaster, because there was bad football. It was being bad played. football. You had three weeks or whatever to prepare <laughs> against. There's lesson. going yes. to there's if this is a league full of guys that are not in the league currently, will there be great players in it? Absolutely. The there are 32 oh, bad GMs if, if, in the NFL. If if I'm but if I'm there's Tedley, going to and be if shitty Tedley, players on the field. If I'm Ted Leonsis, I'm bringing a team to DC. I'm signing RG3 as my quarterback. There but, are there are literally shitty players in the NFL. I promise you there will be shitty players yes. in the X. Which is why I wonder if it may not, you know, could it be a seven-on-seven seven league? Could it, like, something to clearly differentiate itself instead of just, we're going, you know, the differences are going to be, there's going to be no fair catches and no extra points. Could we see a seven-on-seven? Seven? Could we see something a little more gimmicky just for it to be different? There's plenty of things they can do. And, AJ, you're not wrong, but I also saw Allen Iverson play in the Big Three, it was an embarrassment. Um, you are a better basketball player by far at this point in your life than Allen Iverson That's was. That's probably true. Um, I mean, it, it, he was horrible. It was it, I, like I, I felt bad for him, and I think it's why they, he stopped showing up, if I remember correctly. He just stopped showing up for games because he was fat, he was out of shape, and and it was just awful to watch. But yet people watched it. Um, you, you're you're you've got to figure out what it is that you're trying to do. Again, all of this is stupid because ultimately. Again, you and I don't give a shit about the big three, and we wouldn't really give a shit about the XFL. Nope. We're not trying to Except get Except we have some nostalgia for the XFL. We have some nostalgia for the XFL, and it's fine. If The Rock introduces one of the games, I will watch. And there's things they can do that would make us feel compelled to watch. And there's, and as you mentioned, Aaron, if they can get RG3 to come play in the league, you might be compelled to watch RG3 run around and play football. Um, I don't I don't know if he would do that. But, but you know, if he did, you might feel compelled. RG3 versus Johnny Manziel. Right, like you might say, I'm gonna tune in for that. I'll I'll take a look, and Tim Tebow gets a look or something like that. He might tune in for something. Oh long. my God, not Tim Tebow. Let that. <laughs> what you mean? Let he would quit his die. flourishing baseball career? Let <laughs> Tim Tebow playing football die, people. Let it die. 
So wait, let it not be uh, unknown that AJ, when he found out that I was going to watch Tim Tebow play baseball, was like, oh, I'd do that. I would. I would yeah. love to watch Tim Tebow play baseball. He cannot play quarterback at the professional level. He's done. Wait a second. I remember you defending Tim Tebow to death in I, 2010, yeah. 2011. No, or you're not hearing me. If you put the entire offense around the ability of the fact that this guy can really run the ball, but he can't throw for shit, you can have an opportunity to win games. There are plenty instances in the past 15 years at least where guys couldn't really throw make the big league throws but their coordinator was like you know what let's just use the fact that you're fast as shit Mm -hmm. and they were able to be successful they never won a super bowl oh yeah but they were able to be successful he is that person here's um the the other interesting thing about it i i thought was the fact that this is not the wwe getting involved with it vince mcmahon made it very clear you know the the one the one statement oh, so that was Vince released. Doesn't want to waste his own money. No, no, he's wasting his own money, but it's not going to be with WWE. He's making sure that because he realizes this is probably a failure if he tries. He doesn't want it to affect the WWE stock. So this is Alpha Entertainment, or is it Alpha Entertainment? I know it's Alpha something. It's Alpha something. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, yes. that's creating this thing. Uh, WWE's like they they release one statement. This is, you know, Vince McMahon is, has a lot of ideas through his uh, other company, Alpha, whatever it is. This is, has nothing to do with WWE, which, again, I think makes it less, less likely for XFL. And I, I think it's, I, I don't think it'll have any effect on WWE unless it's a total and if utter they make, disaster for Vince. If they make this a primetime slot for the lingerie league, which is a real thing. I didn't just oh, yeah. make that up. The DC Divas. And you call it the XXXFL? Well, didn't they? I feel like they, they, they went that route they, at one point. They were just a semi-pro team. There was a team in Baltimore. There was the, I don't remember what, the Baltimore Bliss or some shit. Like, I went to a game. I, 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 we went, there was like 12 of us. There were 12 dudes. And we were all like, I don't know. There were tickets for like $4 or something. And so we all agreed that we were going to go and like make it a, a dude's night. And we all looked at ourselves. I've never felt lower about who I was. <laughs> there was a moment. Okay, so one of the bits they do in the lingerie football league is they would just pull some fat fuck dude out of the stands at halftime. And they would say, so all right, you. Yeah, me. Well, it wasn't <laughs> me, but it was some other fat fuck dude. And they put him on the field and they said, hey, if you can run past. Um, they, they would line him up at like the. Oh, no. That's, I love this. Oh, no. Run past the. They'd take one of the girls from the lingerie team. If you can run past her and score a touchdown, she'll kiss you. Like, what <laughs> was the fucking awful halftime bit? With, like, the idea being it's supposed to be like, oh, she's going to pommel him and what a fat ass and the whole thing. Right. How about the fat fucking dude, like, could not <laughs> juked her out of her, you know. Oh, no. my God. And into the end zone, and it was the the single most detrimental moment in the history of the women's suffrage movement. <laughs> Set back feminism thirty years. We gotta go. We I can't. <laughs> so embarrassing. Like it, <laughs> just like, and he can't even run. He walks up towards her and like makes one fake to the left. And she falls down, and he just walks all the way to the end zone. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I, like, I, I wanted to vomit. I felt so terrible being there at that point. I was, ew, it was terrible. Uh, all right. Anyway, let's move on from this. We'll see what happens moving forward. Uh, big weekend for Ring of Honor. We had Punishment Martinez on uh, last week, unfortunately for him. Uh, not the winner 
of the uh, Four Corners match. But the bigger news is that we got a new world champion. No, yeah. the bigger news is a viral video, but continue. Well, yes, we will, we'll get to that in a second, AJ. You're absolutely right about that. That might be the biggest news coming out of it. But uh, Dalton Castle, it's uh, Peacock Party time in Ring of Honor because former uh, jobbing out guest That's Dalton right. Castle is the champ. Uh, correct. And, okay, cool, right? Like, I awesome. Don't, I don't- I don't have a problem with that. Um, we all love Dalton Castle. I was I was taken a bit aback by it. I thought they would make, you know, more of a build, more of it a big moment. It, it caught me off guard because it didn't seem like they were building towards that big moment, and he won. Um, but yeah, awesome. I, I and I, I hope that it's actually a long term reign and not just we need to get the title off of Cody because he's going to lose to Ibushi at Final Battle, and we can't have that. Oh, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's you said he was so- going to lose that final battle? I, I, well, I was going to say, if you're thinking, you know, this, the, the timing's kind of weird on this. I'm hoping it's a, it is a possibility that Cody's going to get the belt right back in February. It's just that New Japan really wanted Ibushi to win. And because the Ring of Honor title was on the line, you couldn't have Ibushi win the Ring of Honor title. You got to get the belt off of Cody before that match. I guess. I also think you said final battle, so that's a botch. Okay. <laughs> if I did, okay. <laughs> um, in Hawk right now, Jesus. Yeah. That was the whole point of my thing, but keep keep going. Wow. Okay. But uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so that that's a possible. I I hope it's it's Dalton running with the belt for a while because Dalton Castle is everything wonderful about wrestling. Yeah, I agree with that. Wholly agree, and I want to be one of the boys. Um, Speaking of viral videos. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I I don't know if you guys had had this experience, but literally, I think I'm not exaggerating. Twenty plus people have either sent me the video on Instagram slash Twitter, or tagged me in the video, or texted it to me. The video of the dropkick spot in the Young Bucks match. Yes. Why is that spot so amazing? It's just, it's so utterly ridiculous. And the, everyone, that's the, that's the thing. No matter what side you're on with this, everybody admits, yeah, you know what? This is a fucking ridiculous spot. But if you're fucking Chase Sherman from the UFC, you say, how can adults watch this bullshit? And if you're the Young Bucks, you're like, who? yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know, some, who? He- some heavyweight who went after who? the Young Bucks and all of them for doing that. And then, yeah. and then all, all of the wrestlers in the world piled on this guy and it was really that was one of the funniest things i've seen in a while just everyone crushing him but um and then if you're the young you're like yeah you know what that spot that got the biggest pop of the night so you know what we gave the people what they wanted i, I can't believe anybody would have a problem with it like that's just stupid. it's goofy i mean it's sure as hell goofy but you know what that's the young bucks correct correct that's what they do right yeah that's it a great... is one of the best spots i've ever seen i mean literally like as a comedy bit in a match the fact, literally all six of them stood there and just jumped and did a drop kick, all kicking each other's feet away. I mean, what more could you want? Uh, realistically speaking, what more could you want in a comedy bit? I, I, I did love one of the young bucks. Af- after all of this blew up, they are just like, well, I guess the next time we're in a battle royal, we have to have everybody do the drop kick spot at the same time. It'd be really kind of great, by the way, if they did. Oh, my re- God. If, Royal, if WWE did, just stole the, <laughs> stole the bit and had 20 guys do it at one time in the Royal Rumble. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gonna do. That's exactly what they're going to do. There's no question that that's going to happen. And then they're happen. all too sweet. <laughs> too right. sweet. Right. All right, Aaron, anything else we got to get into this week? No, not really. I think those were the two big things. The two big uh, non-WWE news was the XFL and Ring of Honor. So I'm good with uh, getting out here. 
All right. Well, coming up next week, it is the final week of the year, and it will be time for us to do... The Jobbies. Yeah! We didn't even plan that. That was awesome. I'm back next week. If you have some things you would like us to include in the Jobbies this year, um, please do. If there's something you think will make Aaron suicidal, as suicidal as he was about uh, what we named Best you, Show last year. You were one who stormed out of the room, by the way. Not gotten over it? <laughs> I don't remember what I even stormed out of the room over. I really don't remember. Oh, it was the feud of the year, right? Or yeah. Like, you guys, like idiots, didn't... No, never mind. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the moral of the story is, if there's something that you want us to include, please uh, hit us up on Twitter at uh, Jobbing Out Show or email us, jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Let us know what you want included next year, next week, the jobbies. Uh, we will go over the year in professional wrestling. And for no reason at all, other than because we enjoy the work of her hiney, uh, Tori Wilson will also join us on next week's show. Hey, maybe she'll announce she's in the Ro- Royal Rumble. I, that would be wonderful if she did. Uh, maybe she can get us jobs at A-Rod Corp. Maybe she, could, <laughs> maybe she can do that. Probably not, but God damn, does she look good. She, there is no question. I saw her. I, I don't think we've ever agreed on something more than that than we've ever said on this show. I uh, I experienced something in my life the first time I saw the video of her, like the bat, the behind the scenes video of her and Sable's shoot for Playboy, where they were um, they were getting a little friendly, and 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 it was a little. I did things that normally I only do when I see pictures of Kurt Angle. <laughs> what about her and Don Marie? Uh, I remember it well. I remember it well, Aaron. I'll always wonder. This will be the first time I've ever talked to a woman after I've seen her naked. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, let me rephrase that. This will be the first time that I've ever <laughs> talked to, talk to a woman for the first time. Yes. yes after so, I've yes, seen yes, her naked. Yes, yes. Well, we'll be doing that next week on uh, Jobbing Out, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, AJ, get your plugs in for Frank, for the Francis Sports Academy, the whole deal. Uh, yeah, so um, we got, you know, big news coming up. I got a show um, this Friday um, for, uh, it's called Santa Cause. Um, it's at, uh, if you check on my Instagram, at AJFrancis410, my Twitter, at AJFrancis410. Um, I got the information for all the shows. I mean, for the show, uh, it's a event for kids uh, that to raise money for them um, that have been abused, and um, it's just a good holiday event. We're gonna have a bunch of uh, good artists there. Um, Nucci is an artist that's gonna be performing there. He's signed to Atlantic Records. Um, there's also Layla Capri, who is a touring artist, uh, but a lot of good artists from DC. I will be performing there. Um, so yeah, come check us out. Uh, enjoy the show. Uh, it's for a good cause. And uh, also, um, you know, France Sports Academy about to be back booming in uh, Orlando. So we got that working. Um, it's just a good time. It's a good time. going to finish the season off strong, get these games in. No doubt. No doubt. Wrap up with uh, two more games, and then uh, you can head back to uh, sunny Florida. and yeah, leave us get the fuck out of this cold. Miserable fucking winter here. Um, Aaron, as we mentioned, uh, we, we already did a couple of these things, but we can say them again. So you're on Twitter. At the AOster. Of course, the show's on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. Email. Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. Uh, with, you know, with the year winding down. Uh, well, I, first, I'm going to be uh, doing stuff with the Women's Royal Rumble. Haven't put out a big article about that yet, so that'll be coming out. Uh, 
you got the, the year in review stuff. Obviously, on this show, we'll be focusing mainly on WWE. I might branch outside of WWE a little bit and look at some of the stuff uh, outside of it. For Boo, nerd. Yeah, you know. <laughs> got to get the good wrestling in there. Yeah, you know? you know where they can actually have five-star matches. Fuck you, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> uh, as well as I, I want to take a little bit of a look. I, I don't know if this will be imminent or not, but uh, Powerbomb.tv is a new uh, independent streaming service. I've been kind of poking around a little bit and I, I want to do something with them so expect that in the near future may not be imminent but look out for that nobody cares nerd all right very good <laughs> uh, i'm on twitter at glenn clark radio glennclarkradio.com is my website thanks again to mike furry of uh former detroit lion and former xfl star appreciate him hopping on with us for aaron oster and for the main event pint, pint. Vent, vent, vent. I'm not going to talk. Ah, <laughs> oh, goddamn! AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out.